We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Uh, welcome in to LakersAction.com post-game post show. I am your host, Sean Davis. Having some technical difficulties where my uh, my end of the stream is acting a little bit weird. So I do apologize if, uh, if anything weird or out of the ordinary does occur tonight. But welcome in to the LakersAction.com YouTube channel. Welcome you all in from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Going to be taking your questions and comments throughout tonight's show. A uh, Another frustrating loss, losing to the Utah Jazz, where... If you had an average Anthony Davis performance tonight, you probably uh, come out with the victory tonight. But, you know, man, the uh, the Lakers, the Lakers need trades. The Lakers need trades immediately. Um, oh, yeah, my, my name is still we back. Let me uh, Trevor just Trevor just texted me saying uh, your name is is we back still. So yeah, I will get on that. Um, yeah, we are not back. It's Sean Davis. <laughs> but like I said, um, any super chats that are sent in on tonight's show will be answered. Make sure we get to all of those. Yeah, the trade machine's gonna be in overtime for sure tonight. What's up, Cameron? Uh, we got a super chat here from Julian saying, if you could trade Austin and Ruby for Murray, then trade Gabe in a first for uh, for Alex. Am I doing that? Cut, hey, sign Biombo or trade Delo in first for Dorian Finney Smith. Something's got to get done. Yes, something definitely has to get done. Um, am I trading? Let me see. Austin and Ruby for Murray, then trade Gabe in a first for Alex. Then trade, I'm assuming, D'Lo and a first for Dorian Finney-Smith. Huh. Am I doing that? Uh, no. I don't think so. I mean, Austin and Murray by itself for DeJounte Murray is kind of a lot. If I could somehow get, like, Austin and Rui for, like, DeJounte Murray and Bogey? Okay, we're talking. Or, or even, like... Clint Capella and DeJounte Murray, but I'm not like the biggest fan of Clint Capella. You know, like I would do that before um before I do a, a deal straight up for, for DeJounte Murray. Um let me see. 
And then Gabe in a first for Alex. Well, 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 that's where the problem is. Unless you're trading a, a, a doing a pick swap, you're not going to be. Oh, you're saying or trade D-Lo. In a, okay, I hear you. Gabe in a first for Alex. Uh, yeah, that's probably right. Um, and then D-Lo in a first for Dorian Finney-Smith. I doubt it. I, I, I don't think I'm doing that. But I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about trades tonight. Uh, oh, this is a really, really good comment. The plop says, Sean, would you like to see Gordon Hayward in a Lakers uniform if he's bought out? I'd love for him to be a Laker. He provided a good shot for us, and he isn't too bad defensively. Let's see. Let, let's see what the data says on, on Mr. Gordon of Hayward's tonight. But I mean, if if the Lakers, I mean, if, if the Hornets, but that is a rumor, by the way, that that they are gonna, they're looking to buy him out. But they kind of nuke their own heat, or no, yeah, they kind of nuke their own heat because right before that rumor, it was something along the lines of they might trade him, and then no, it was we're gonna buy him out, and then a rumor comes in a little bit after that saying that they're going to. Uh, they they are also looking to buy him out. So the Hornets kind of nuked their own value because now if you're gonna buy him out, I'm not gonna trade for him. Or if I do trade for him, it's not gonna be for much. So let me see. Gordon Hayward this season is really looking for like some shot data and some things of that nature. He is injury prone. That that's definitely something you have to keep an eye out on for for Gordon Hayward. He has a very d- diversified uh, play type profile. He can play off the ball, can play on the ball. If he has a mismatch, he can he could post you up a little bit too. Um, this season, Gordon Hayward. We filter this out to regular season and playoffs. Uh Gordon Hayward has not been a good uh pull-up jump shooter from the mid-range area. He's only shooting 35% from two this season, 36% from three. But he's shooting 40%, 40 40.8%, excuse me, on catch and shoot looks. And he's shooting, uh, but he's only shooting 17% on pull up threes. Not a lot of them, though. He, it, the flo- the floater is money for Gordon Hayward, though. That's, that's another way for him to, to get to that mid range bag. Um, it, I mean, if they want to buy him out, I'm not going to say no to another wing. Like, if they want to buy him out, sure, why not? Like, taller version of Austin Reeves, maybe. Like, let me see where he grades out on B-Ball Index as a defender. His isolation defense looks good on Synergy. But let me see. Let me see. Where's uh, B-Ball Index at? But, yeah, I I wouldn't mind that one. Uh, This is a really interesting comment here regarding D'Angelo Russell. D'Lo is a good offensive player when we allow him to run the offense. Can't do that with the ball in LeBron's hands. Yeah. Um, hmm. D'Lo is good. D'Lo is a legitimate good ball handler. But, I mean, am I supposed to say, hey, Bron, you know, just because we have this Gordon, Hay- I mean, this D'Angelo Russell guy, we're going to take the ball out of your hands. No, right. I'm not. I'm not doing that right now. I, I do agree with the seven. I do think D'Lo is just naturally better with the ball in his hands. But I mean, that doesn't mean that you just take the ball out of his hands, right? And last season, as a matter of fact, the Lakers, D, 
D'Lo was just like incredibly good for you with the ball. I would be just being off ball last season, right? Um, Gordon Hayward this year does not grade out well in, in terms of like if you look at some of B ball indexes, metrics like LeBron, offensive LeBron, defensive LeBron, he, he's not graded out well. Um, he's actually gotten worse the past two years. I mean, in every category. So, um, I mean, if you got him bought on a buyout, sure. Um, let's see. Even like if we look at his, let's see. Let's look at his three point shot making. Let's look at his uh, rim shot making. Let's say, I mean, he's always been like an all right playmaker. So, playmaking talent. And I think we're good with that. Yeah, I think we're going to leave it at that for right now. This season, three point shot making D plus, rim shot making D plus, playmaking talent B plus. Like he's, he's not a good year. He's not a good year. Uh, what's up, Tony? How we feeling? I don't know. And if it wasn't for some technical, uh, technical difficulties, I was going to do kind of a cold open, um, if you will. But, you know, the day – well, let me, let me confirm my dates here. Uh, Lakers versus – boom. Let me confirm. Okay, cool. The date – all right, I'm going to clear off any Super Chats here. Follow me here. The date was December 10th. It was it was sunny outside. It was you know you felt you felt the breeze of of winter approaching, but it was still like just it felt like football weather. If you know if you know what if you know football weather, you know what I'm saying, right? It was it, it felt good outside. You felt the breeze, but not too cold. We're all in cheerful moods and cheerful spirits because the Lakers, the night before on on December 9th, had just became the first ever in season tournament champions beating the Indiana Pacers 123 to 109 and what was a defensive masterpiece in terms of how the Lakers shut down one of the best half court offenses of all time not of the past decade well technically yes but not of the past year not the past two years not for this season of all time fast forward oh but and by the way December 10th we were we were saying that we were saying that this team could literally be a championship contender. We were saying that this team is one of the favorites to win the NBA championship. Fast forward, not even barely a month later, the date is on the East Coast, January 14th. But for a lot of you, January 13th. The Lakers are reeling. Since that NCAA tournament game, where I want to say they were 15 and nine, maybe 14 and nine, but you get the point. The Lakers, fast forward a whole month later, have only won five games since the NCAA tournament championship. They are now sitting at a dreadful 19 and uh, uh, 19 and 21. Uh, since the NCAA tournament, shout out to my guy Tony here in the chat. The Lakers ranked 21st in defensive rating. Remember that defense I said? You know, just, you know, I don't even know the words I'm trying to think of. That just bottled up. There we go. The the best offense in NBA history. Yeah, that defense is 21st in defensive rating since that game. 23rd in offensive rating. 25th in net rating. And went from being a championship contender, you know, on a high after being the first ever in season tournament champions to the 11th seed in the Western Conference. They went from 6 to 11. 
in less than a month. They dropped games to the San Antonio Spurs, to the Dallas Mavericks, to the Utah Jazz, to the Chicago Bulls that didn't even have Zach Levine yet, who, by the way, is the savior for this team, apparently. How did the Lakers completely fumble a championship roster? Was it injuries? No. I mean, LeBron and Anthony Davis have been healthy for the past, for the full year. Sean needs a new camera. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. My, again, technical difficulties. We'll make sure that's fixed for the next game, uh, for the next post game. This is super weird. We already had, like, something weird happen that's never happened before, before the stream even started, which is why, like, my intro was a little more abrupt than normally. So I do apologize about that. But what's happened over the past month or so kind of gets boiled down to a few things. One, it, it is poor coaching. It is poor coaching. It's, you know, for like immediately after the tournament, the Lakers offense went to this dry spell because the Lakers coaching staff said, you know what? We're just going to not call plays for like a seven game stretch. And during that seven game stretch, you saw some of the worst Lakers offense of the entire season. Okay. I mean, horrible lineups, the lines with no floor spacing, overcorrections of hell going from lineups with a guard in it, a functional on-ball guard, to saying, you know what? Yeah, D'Lo and Austin are both healthy. We're going to go play a starting five of Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, Jared Vanderbilt, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. That made complete sense. You can't tell the sarcasm of my voice. You know I'm joking. Or if you just saw how that panned out for the Lakers, you would know I'm joking. Um, so that's one, two, it honestly boils down to what is quite simply the like biggest need for any championship team in the NBA. And maybe we were, I want to say like clueless, but maybe like naive to think that this Lakers team had it. And it was Two-way versatility. Like, okay, sure, the Lakers have a little bit more positional versatility, right? Sure, the Lakers have more wings this season, right? But in terms of dudes that can play both ends of the floor, how many of those dudes can play? Like, I have a question for you guys. I, I want you guys to all do this. Stop what you're doing right now. Put this in the chat. Put this in the comment section. Name the five best Laker players. Just name who the five best Laker players are. I'm going to do it with you, okay? LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, uh, Rui Achimura, and D'Angelo Russell. I didn't say D'Lo. Those are the, like the five best Laker players right now. I, I if you if you disagree with me, please disagree. Would love to hear if, if like anybody has any different players than those five, right? But those are the five best Laker players. Okay, BC agrees. Okay, cool. We're gonna keep it going. You cannot play that lineup together. You know why? Because how many two way players are in that lineup? Braun ate Braun when he's like caring, and we we've seen a, a decent chunk of Braun caring this season. But Braun and AD and maybe Rui, maybe Rui, right? You can't play Austin and D'Lo together. You can't. So the fact that we can't play a lineup like big minutes with your five best players is a problem. And again, maybe we're naive to think that this team can get away with it because it got away with it last season. And that's the third thing is... There is there has been regression from this team. The big theme heading into the year was continuity, 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 continuity. We're not going to go get a third star because we want continuity, gosh darn it. And you can blame injuries a little bit. I think 
I, by the way, I think the injury uh, excuse is played out. I, I am tired of hearing the injury thing. It annoys me like crazy, especially when you've played 40 games and Bron and 80s playing like 38 and Bron's played at like 36. Austin hasn't missed any game. Delos had like a couple of stretches of like a couple of games in a row missed, but Delos been mostly healthy. So I don't want to hear the injury excuse, right? But with Vando, sure. With Rui, Rui's had a couple of stretches of missed games, sure, right? Those are your six key players that you brought back. Okay, six key players. Rui has regressed, not because of talent. Like I said, his is probably the most impacted by injuries, not named Bando, but his is somewhat injuries. His is just flat out role utilization. His is the fact that, like, every single time the Lakers say, Here, Rui, go play. Rui Hachimori says, uh, Rui Hachimori, not Hachimori, Rui Hachimura says, Okay, I'll go play and I'm going to go ball my butt off. Or ball, see, the wording is off. But I'm going to go play my butt off. I'm going to go hoop. And he does that every single time when he gets minutes in a lineup that makes sense. That's so Rui's regress, regressed. Not because of talent, but because of role utilization and because of, and because of minutes. LeBron, LeBron's not really regressed. I think there was a point in time in the season where I think LeBron regressed as a playmaker. I think he's kind of balanced himself back out. And in many ways, LeBron's kind of gotten better compared to last season due to the three-point shot making. Anthony Davis has been spectacular all season long. Like, I can't say a negative word about Anthony Davis. He was bad tonight, but this is the kind of bad game from AD that I can personally live with. The reason why is because, one, he took 23 shots, I want to say, and I know 21, 5 for 21 shooting tonight from Anthony Davis. I'm fine with that bad game. You know why? Because he just flat out missed shots tonight. I can't do the... Five for 12, Anthony Davis, bad game. That I can't do. Like, that's just not being aggressive. You're not even trying to shoot shots at that point, right? Jack shots up at, like, literally, just shoot the ball. I don't care. Five for 21 shots didn't fall tonight. Who cares? You're allowed to have a bad game, right? Now, it sucks that it happened in a must-win game that you kind of need to win to get some momentum back, but whatever. You're allowed to have a bad game. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Jared Vanderbilt have kind of all regressed. Austin going from this like net neutral defender in his rookie year to a flat out negative on the defensive side of the floor is been really unfortunate for this team. And D'Angelo Russell and Austin both having these like really weird stretches in the season where one's bad, one isn't. Or I mean, it first first month or so of the year, Austin really struggled. D'Lo was like a great third best player. Okay, cool. Month of December, Austin was killing it. D'Lo had like three games over double digit points, right? So neither one of them has been consistent all year, and you can't play them together because the rest of the NBA is figured out like, oh crap, wait, let's just attack D'Lo and Austin and Bando with the injury stuff. Like they were kind of able to mask it a little bit last year, right? But one, D'Lo and Austin are both pretty good the entire year last year when they got here, right? And you have Bando and AD healthy. Bando was hurt off the jump. So maybe we were th saying like, oh, wait, okay, cool. We're just able to run it back continuity. Let's just, let's go. But the problem with continuity is you, they've all, like your, your role players, take out the top two players, have all regressed one way or another. Bando's kind of got, I think, let me see, let me, let me, before I speak. Let's see. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One sec. I just need to check. Vando, even defensively, not by much. Not by much. But Vando has actually no, never mind. He's got yeah, never mind. Read that number wrong. Anyway. So that's the thing. Your coaching staff in large in like a, a, a pretty decent way has kind of regressed. And Cameron, I was just about to say the same thing. I kind of I kind of hesitated. I kind of hesitated to say this, but I don't know. He says, I don't know if it's just me, but Vando doesn't look the same defensively at all. I don't think he's had the same defensive impact. And you can say it's kind of the injuries or whatever. But those, like, that's that's it right there. So that's why a trade has to happen. And that's why the trade has to happen. Those three reasons right there, right? Screw continuity. Screw that, right? Go make this team better. I don't really care about February 8th. Just wake me up when we have a new when like this team is complete and let's go. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at on the season. I'm sure we have a bunch of super chats talking about trades, but that's where I'm at. You go from in a month's time to where we're all saying, oh, my gosh, this team can win a championship to half the fan base ready to just call it a quits on this team. Figure it out. We have. uh we have million-dollar people that get paid to coach or whatever that aren't doing the best job right now, and it's frustrating, right? Um, wait, wait, and let me backtrack. They can't see the easiest, you know, things to fix. Um, and and they've gotten better since I, I blasted them about three weeks ago now or two weeks ago now. But like, we got to be better. Like this team has to figure it out. And I'm gonna I'm I'm working on like a, a breakdown, breaking down this team's like defensive schemes. And I'm not I am I might even do one where I, well, what should the Lakers schemes be? Maybe we'll do that on playback. Who knows? Maybe I don't know what I'll do it on, but it's coming. It's coming, guys. Okay, so follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore DAVI. Um to you know make sure you guys stick around and with any updates or whatever with that. But yeah, it's freaking frustrating. Like this team. That has Anthony freaking Davis on this team. Anthony Davis on this team. That is the best defensive player on the planet. Really quick. Here, quick stat for you. If you don't believe me. There are eight dudes. 
I, I have to go find my tweet, but I want to say the number is eight. There are eight players in the NBA that hold teams shooting. So team that at the rim, teams shoot less, I'm sorry, more than 10% or worse at the rim when they're guarding the rim. Those players, um, I might leave one off. Nick Claxton, Chet Holmgren, Victor Webmiyama, uh, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis is among those. Right, Christoph Porzingis is another one. I forget the other two. Anthony Davis is an elite rim protector. There are so many clips in film where the Lakers guards are saying, okay, cool, Anthony Davis is at the rim. Ah, crap, let me go help AD. For what? Like, it, it's almost like if you watch this Lakers team defensively, it's almost like they don't trust Anthony Davis at the rim. It's that that's honestly the best way to describe this team's defense at times. It's like we have AD at the rim. Cool. I'm going to overhelp my ass off. Excuse my language. Sorry, Trev, if you're watching, but I'm going to overhelp for something. Like I posted a clip earlier, like two days ago now, where Austin unnecessarily overhelps on Anthony Davis's rotation. And I'm going to explain why I, when I do my breakdown, it's kind of, I don't know, probably on playback. So playback.tv slash Lakers nation, keep an eye out um, where Ant, where Austin Reeves comes over. And this isn't just Austin. I don't want to make this seem like it's a, uh, this is a like anti Austin agenda. No, it's not. This is a anti stop freaking over helping and trust Anthony Davis agenda. Austin Reeves over helps off the corner, right? Where Anthony Davis rotates to the rim to protect the rim. Austin would have had to have played. There was there was a two on one on the on the weak side. Austin leaves that two on one. So now the pass from Derek White is a wide open skip pass to the corner. I mean, excuse me, to the wing. Easy three for Kristaps, or maybe it was Tatum. You get my point. Where it's Anthony freaking Davis at the rim. Trust that guy, and. You were going to have to play two anyway, but when the pass is passed out, because it's Derek White with 6'9", Rui Hachimura on his hip, driving to the rim with 6'11", AD at the rim. So he wasn't getting a shot up. That ball was coming out. You had to get out, close out on the to the passer, to whoever the pass is made to, and then you just have to play two, and we rotate over. But no, I'm going to leave. This is just not just Austin. This is the entire team. No, I'm going to leave. My, I'm going to leave Tatum and Porzingis. I'm going to go help Anthony Davis at the rim for what? And leave a wide open shoot. This is the whole team. Again, the best way I can. This isn't even a zone, Anthony. This is like the, this is man to man. It's almost like this team doesn't trust Anthony Davis, which makes no freaking sense. That's the best way to describe this defense. But, but uh, continuity, right? But, I, okay. I don't, even, I don't even remember the point of the rant, of that rant particularly, about the defense. But, like, there you go. All right, I did. I promised I would get to all these Super Chats. I appreciate you all for, for donating these Super Chats. Um, great way to help out the show. Also, I'm uh, not going to do the ad right now. Um, but I will say this. Make sure you guys go check out Sleeper. Sleeper does a great job. Daily Fantasy. Uh, sports picks you guys can pick the over the under it's a great way to do daily contests over there you can make contests for liquor games for um for nfl games like the playoffs start tomorrow so if you're a rams fan i know you guys are probably really really excited for that rams lions game one of my one of my more favorite games to watch this upcoming weekend you guys can make 
picks over under on like touchdowns, things like that, or for basketball related stuff, like I said, um, like points over under on points, rebounds, assists, stuff like that. So go check out Sleeper. Um, Trevor did a great ad on the channel on Laker Station Live, and I'll do one in the future. So appreciate you guys. Uh, before we get to these super chats, Salty Veteran says, I like the beard, Sean. You love <laughs> I'm not going to say the rest. I like the beard. I appreciate you. Uh, I, I got it. I feel like it's filling in more on my left side than it's my right side, which is weird. All right. Let's uh, let's 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 get through these super chats, guys. Let's get through these super chats. Uh, Taro boy, 1997 says, would you live with Kyle Kuzma for two years? Have to be around him for seven hours a day. <laughs> Hold on. What? <laughs> Hold on, let me let me let me restart. Would you live with Kyle Kuzma for two years? I have to be around him for seven hours a day for six million dollars post tax. I'll take my six million dollars. Okay, so anyway, like be around, like I have to like I have to like actively do stuff for set for seven hours i don't actively do stuff with anybody for seven hours a day i'm not gonna lie and especially every single day i'll take the six million but like i don't know i feel like a month in i'm gonna be regretting it but i'll look at my bank account and see six million dollars be like all right sean you're good yeah i'll do it i'll do it <laughs> i would love some clarification on the question though <laughs> Avon Trader says, uh, players clearly don't want to play for Ham anymore. No one player could change his team around. We need three or four new rotation players. He's going downhill quick. You need three to four dudes that can play both sides of the floor. Like, like, yeah, that's what you need. Now, question is, do you have enough assets to get three to four dudes that can play both ends of the floor? That's the question. Um, but I don't know. Ricky Butt says. Uh, Ricky Burt, excuse me, says any combo of Murray and Bogdanovich slash Capella by AR. That is the one scenario where I do trade Austin Reeves for DeJounte. If I can get both Murray and Bogdanovich, or I don't know if I do Murray and Capella, but Murray and Bogdanovich? Okay, cool, yeah. Austin, D'Lo, I'm way more comfortable doing that. Austin for Murray by himself? Eh, I don't know. I can get Bogey in there, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm doing that immediately uh let's see david shire says can you comment on lakers front office i feel like they're a clues on how to build a team or choose a head coach other teams like the magic wolves or or oklahoma state thunder are having success yeah i mean like what like what specifically do you want me to comment on i think here, here actually you know what here oh i will say this i think the lakers front office and the Lakers scouting department in particular does a phenomenal job with in the draft process. And I know that Jalen Hutchinson has had a good rookie year. I'm still giving. I'm I'm still not uh, leaving out hope or whatever. Right um, for JHS, he was not a lottery pick on my board, but he was the top twenty pick on my board for a reason. So I'm I'm not giving up on Jalen Hutchinson. Right. So I mean, the scouting department is is great. They've done a great job consistently for a, a pretty long time. Um, I think Rob Palenka, while he is a flawed general manager, or he is flawed, I still think he's a good one. 
I still think that at the end of every offseason, it feels like we look back and we say Rob did an all right job. Like, like even right, let, let's go through the, the LeBron tenure, shall we? First year, I would say was probably the worst. No, not the worst. First year LeBron got here, right? I, I would say it was a bad job, but that's not Rob Polinka's fault necessarily because Magic Johnson had a big piece in uh, building that roster, right? Um, I thought the problem with the first year for LeBron James here was that there was like too many ball handlers on this team and like no shooting whatsoever, right? So L, first year LeBron. Year two, the first real year of Rob Polinka being the general manager, like making all the decisions for the Lakers was a great offseason. It led to an NBA championship. You pulled the trigger on the Anthony Davis trade. It helps leads you to your first NBA championship in over in uh, almost a decade. Okay. Next year, 2021 now. It's a good offseason, literally, because not, not the Westbrook year, not the Westbrook year, but the year after the championship was legitimately a really, really good offseason, but injuries spelled that season and ruined the season. The Lakers were like 20 and five at one point. They, they were dominant. They were about to go back to back. I would die on that hill that that team was better, that that team runs it back. The Marcus all year, that team is winning it again. If that team stays healthy, they're winning it. LeBron if Solomon Hill doesn't roll into LeBron's ankle. I forget what, what the exact injury was with Anthony Davis at first, but those two things don't happen. That team is running it back, right? Cool. Two for two. The next summer is when things went catastrophically long, wrong. And maybe the Lakers are still paying for the sins that were done the uh, this in particular offseason, the 2021 offseason, because this offseason is when everything went downhill. They decided to say, okay, cool. Instead of like maybe adding a little bit more shooting or whatever, you know, tweak around the margins, we are going to swerve all the way into the left lane and we are going to trade for Russell Westbrook and peek behind the curtain. I have never, I, I like, there are very, there's probably a little bit more things I'm giving credit for, right? But there, there are a few things in, in that have happened in professional sports that I can remember exactly what I was doing the top name at the time but like what I was wearing what I was doing what day it was etc I can explain it to you like it was yesterday I can explain it to you like it was yesterday what happened and my reaction was when we traded for Russell Westbrook and I was I've never been more pissed off at a trade ever in my life than I was at the Russell Westbrook trade this is not anti-Russ this is anti-Russell Westbrook trade and the overreaction, the overcorrection to what was legitimately a dominant team the year before led to a mistake that kind of like cost this team a year and a half because they would go on to have one of the most miserable seasons in Laker history. And then they would also follow that up with a all right offseason, but still like a really flawed team heading into last season. They also had to wind up scapegoating Russ, uh, Frank Vogel because of said Russell Westbrook trade, where if they don't scapegoat Frank Vogel because of the said Russell Westbrook trade and maybe Frank gets let's go last season, then Nick Nurse is probably the head coach right now because that's the guy that was getting linked in the middle of the last Frank Vogel. We were talking about Nick Nurse trades in the middle of Frank Vogel's seat last season here, right? So I say all that to say, and then this summer, I thought we were saying that the Lakers did a great job this summer. 
right? So out of five summers, really, with AD and Braun both on the team, they've had a, a three out of five hit rate. But I, I really, really do think that that one summer really set them back. It set them back a year and a half. It really, really did, in my opinion. So that's like, like my, my real in-depth thoughts about this front office. I think it's a fine one. I think they I, – I thought they had a good free agency this year. I think Christian Wood was a hit. I think Torian Prince, no matter how much you're irritated by him, I think your frustration with Torian is really because of Darvin. I don't think it's like Torian related. Um, I think Cam has been a hit. I think Christian Wood has been a hit. We haven't been able to see Gabe Vincent yet, but I'm still confident that he'll hit whether it's be, whether it's with his value or with his uh, trade value, and he nets you another rotation player. So, like, I think they had a good offseason. So, in terms of offseason, they're, they're three out of five for sure. So, they're an okay one. David says, it really does not matter who we get. They'll end up in a corner spot shooting like D'Lo. We have to let our point guard be a point guard. That's the the crucible. Uh, that's the truth of the matter. Go Lakers. If you want your point guard to be a point guard on the Lakers with LeBron James on this team, it's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. Unfortunately. Kendrick Jenkins. Sean, what do you think about Kendrick, uh, Corey Kisper, and Daniel Gafford from Washington? Movement shooter slash great cutter plus a true center. I would love it. I would love it. What do you give up, though? And that's always the question with these trades. But I, 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 I love it. I would be a big fan of that deal. Uh, I'm getting criticized for calling Cam Rush a hit. Am I drunk? No, I'm not. Um, Cam has he's he's outplayed the contract, which in turn would be a hit. Like Cam Rush has his defense has been a positive impact in so many games for you. And has helped you win some games because of his perimeter defense. So, yes, he has been a hit for sure. Not even close. Um, so, I want to say all that to say. Have I given up hope? No. Is my hope fading in this team? F yes, it is fading fast. My hope is fading fast. But here's what the Lakers can do. They can... They can... You know, make a trade. They've shown some marginal improvement from the coaching staff, but they, 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 I'm at the point where kind of where I was at last year, man, where it's like, I don't care how anymore, just win. And that's kind of where we've always been at. Um, but just win. Like, you just got to start getting some wins. Like, you are running out of time. You're running out of time fast. The West is a, it's a cluster. It is a fat cluster of 12 teams all competing right now. Like, there are only three teams right now that you're like, yeah, they're probably done. That is Memphis, that's Portland, that's San Antonio. Every other team in the West is trying to win. Minnesota's the best team in the league. Uh, no, they're not. They're the second best team in the league. Minnesota's great. Oklahoma City, kudos, called it. Actually, Top two teams called it. Minnesota, KC, not that order, not them being the top two teams, but I was crazy high on both of them, both panning out. The defending champs are the third seed. The Clippers have looked incredible post-adding James Harden. The Lakers did beat them, by the way. The Kings are the five seed. The Pelicans are the sixth seed. They're playing really good basketball right now. 
The seventh seed is the Dallas Mavericks. They've honestly dealt with some health stuff, but they got to get healthy, and they're in Pascal Siakam trade rumors. Phoenix, they're eighth. Utah, they are rolling. They are now above 500. They're the eighth seed right now, ninth seed right now, excuse me. And the Houston Rockets are sitting pretty at 19 and 19, and they have the 10 seed. 19 and 19, but right at 500 gets you the 10 seed right now. That is what it gets you. So, am I giving up hope? No, I haven't yet, and I won't, right, until the very end. But is it starting to fade a little? Is my confidence, and I'm, I'm, I'm a refrain from the word hope. Is my, is my hope in this team gone? No, it is never going to be gone. Is my confidence, which I think is different, is my confidence slash trust in this team fading? Absolutely. And it is rapidly fading. You're struggling to lose games. The just mountain, just a cliff that you've fallen off of over the past month, literally one, one calendar month. That's it. Top 10 defense, gone in a month. Um, I want to end the show. I have one more super chat. But I want to end the show discussing DeJounte Murray talk. Um, I will say this. I think I'm barely uh, – I'm just going to say this. I think that is the most likely thing to happen. I think that's the most likely thing to happen. What I will also say is, is kind of a counter argument to that is there's almost too much smoke now. There's almost too much smoke because the Lakers, like think about, think about, go back to last season, right? Even go back to last preseason before the season even started. All the smoke was Miles Turner, Buddy Heald. You know what we didn't hear about? The Pat Beverly trade. Go back to last trade deadline, right? Kyrie, Buddy Hill, Miles Turner again. A couple of other stuff that I'm just not remembering right now. And what happens? D'Angelo Russell, Jerry Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. You trade Pat Bev for Mo Bamba that I don't think nobody saw coming. I say all that to say the Lakers aren't usually the team. Because when it does happen, it doesn't really work out for you. Remember like all the smoke? When uh when Magic Johnson was here and operating as like the, the decision maker, there's a bunch of smoke and flames about AD didn't happen, right? As a matter of fact, it kind of like backfired on you. The Lakers in the Rob Palinka being the full-time decision maker era, with trades haven't really been the oh, the the uh the flashy everything's getting out type of team. The Lakers have been the, oh, they got that guy? We haven't heard that name yet. So all I'm saying is, like, we keep hearing DeJounte Murray. We keep hearing Zach Levine. Although I think DeJounte is still the most likely thing to happen. There, There is a such thing as too much smoke, and we have a little less than a month to go until the actual trade deadline. That is all I'm going to say. Trevor brought this up on Lakers Nation Live. A key deadline is coming up. It is um, January 15th. That is Monday. That's when the last two players that are currently not trade eligible will be trade eligible. I want to say that's Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. Um, so keep an eye on that. January 15th is a big day for the Lakers in terms of deadlines goes. 
but yeah, like there's almost there's a such thing as too much smoke, and I think we're there now. Where like even with the free like, even free agency sometimes like get no but nobody saw Gabe Vincent coming. I know I didn't, right? But remember when Kyrie was almost here, supposed like reportedly. Oh my gosh, it, it guaranteed the Lakers gig. I came on this show and said I guarantee Kyrie's a Laker. Nope. The Lakers are not the team that are super flashy. That if you hear this dude's name a thousand times, when you hear a dude name a thousand times and it's saying they're going to the Lakers, very rarely does that happen. Very rarely does that happen. All right, let's end the show with one last super chat. Uh, I, I we'll definitely get back to more X's and O's based stuff tomorrow on the next show after the Thunder game. Just had a bunch of stuff on the mind tonight. Brandon says, and I appreciate you. Uh, got all you all for tuning in through the technical difficulties and all. Um, I do want to really quickly address this. Nader Nation says, wait, so if a trade goes down, it has to be tomorrow because of AR and Ruby. No, I'm saying that is, I probably should have used the word deadline. I probably should have found a different word. That's just the first day that Austin and Ruby are allowed to be traded because of when they signed their extensions. That's all. Apologize. Glad I was able to clarify that, though. All right, Brandon says, yo, Sean, what do you think about doing both of these trades? D'Lo, Ruby, Gabe, Hayes. That's a lot. For two second rounders. Uh, well, this is why it's a lot. For two second rounders. And, sorry, and two second rounders. For Zach, Andre Drummond, and Torrey Craig. Okay, so there's a different trade, too. So let me let me uh, focus on this one. D'Lo, Ruby, Gabe, Hayes, and two seconds. For Zach Drummond and Tory Craig. Yeah. I think I do that. I think I do that. Okay. And then Austin. I'm assuming this is JHS. In our 2029 first for DeJounte Murray, the money works for all these deals. I don't do the second one. I still I still don't think I do the second one. Especially if we're combining the 2029 first. I don't think I'm doing that. Personally. I do the first deal. I don't think I do the second one. I think that's where I'm at. I think that's where I'm at. All right, guys. This has been the longest LakersAsia.com post-post game show of the entire season. So I appreciate you all. We'll get back to some more X's and O's based content on the next show. But like, like I said, something has to happen. Something has to happen. I'm not sure what. But we'll be here on Lakers Nation. Keep you guys up to date for when the latest does happen. And the Lakers do ultimately make a trade because they, they just have to. Something has to shake. So keep a lookout on the Lakers Day on my personal uh, Twitter account, excuse me, at Sean underscore D-A-V-I for that defensive breakdown. I am going to do it. It will most likely be on playback. So uh stick around nba fan my boy says what's up sean what's up bro um yeah make sure you guys stick around make sure you guys follow me on twitter once again till next time everybody have a good night stay safe go lake show peace out everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.